Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew at 420 today. Live on the Mosley Show. Right now, Lori Fogelman joining us from Ames, Iowa. I mean, it's it's a... <laughs> Lori, what a... Uh, I mean, you're, of course, Sunday, we're supposed to get some rough weather. But um, mm-hmm. I, I've seen some pictures from uh, from Ames. I mean, it's it's hit. It's kind of snowy. Um, what What is it like? I mean, do you have the proper outerwear? Do you and Derek, did you take what you needed for this trip? Because I'm sure Lawrence wasn't, like, balmy. You know, uh, after... Uh, 20 years of basketball when I had a Texas winter coat. I finally broke down last year and bought a real winter coat. Mm. And uh, so I had that with me. I brought every pair of thick socks, wool socks that I own. I had a uh, hat, gloves, and uh, so did Derek. So we we were okay. We uh, actually got out yesterday before the blizzard came in and uh, uh, trudged our way over to a coffee shop. And um, and got some coffee that's very close by the hotel where we are. And and uh, but that was about as much outdoor activity as I will have here because it's uh, it's uh, it's blowy here today and and quite cold. Uh Yeah, that's good. Ames known for its coffee shops. Uh, I believe this is a noon tip that we're going to be watching and listening to. You guys will be here. ESPN Central Texas. Um, Lori, what what has been the response from the team? I mean, it was unexpected. I got to say, that breakdown at the end of the half, boy, it, it's almost like that thing just kind of left a mark, and it kept going right into the third quarter. Um, Bears were doing fine, playing well, and then, I don't know, they just kind of hit back, and it just kind of got ugly there for a few minutes, and it ends up a tie. I mean, they just did not finish that half well. What what has been the talk and what's been kind of the attitude of the team? They were probably going to lose at some point. They were probably not going to go forty and zero like that one Baylor team. But still, that's tough when it's an unranked team. Um, you know, it just it's very unexpected. What has been the response that you've been able to to see? You know, I think they're they're just like you would be after a loss like that. You have refocused yourself on the task at hand. But mm. but look, you know, no one likes to lose, but you have to credit Kansas. Uh, Kansas was 0-3 coming in this game. They were mm-hmm. 7-7. and They uh, brought back at least, well, all of their, their starters, including four super seniors. And that's not the way that they wanted to start. They were picked to finish third in the Big 12 Conference. They're a very talented team. So, Matt, their backs were against the wall, and they played lights out. Uh, so you, you do have to, to credit them. I can't imagine uh, how they were feeling, thinking that they could be 0-4 in the conference. Um, so they, once they got hot, honestly, they just, they just it, was, it was hard to stop. But, you know, um, we've, we've seen these kinds of early losses before, and we've seen them really refocus teams. Uh, I will point uh, to the 2015-2016 season. 
uh, Baylor had come back from uh, undefeated, came back after Christmas break, uh, went to Oklahoma State, who had played a, kind of a warm-up game uh, right after Christmas. Baylor had not. And uh, we ended up losing that game and losing bad. And uh, it was at Oklahoma State. We just did not enjoy that experience. But you know what? Refocused them, and they won the rest of the way out. Um, I don't know how anyone, Matt, can uh, run the table in the Big 12, really any conference, uh, men's or women's, uh, right now. Um, I, I just don't see how that's possible with such uh, parity and talent now. But but uh, I really expect for uh, Baylor to really be uh, – uh, again, refocused and recentered on the task at hand, and that's just Iowa State. Lori Fogelman joining the Matt Mosley Show, um, ESPN Central Texas. You'll hear her on the call with Derek. She does the analysis. And I got to say, from a positive standpoint, every time I watch Yaya Felder, and I, I again, I know there are <laughs> reasons mm-hmm. I'm always lobbying for even more minutes and i'm sure there's things i don't see that might drive a coach crazy but what i do see are like these passes Lori, think we've been watching this for a long time women's basketball and we've seen some great ones but like she does some stuff that we don't see very often kind of uncommon in the game in terms of she's certainly got some showmanship um and, and then some of those thread the needle Throw it in traffic, no look. I mean, this is not something we've seen a lot over the years. So I have to say, I I find her to be extremely entertaining. And do you <laughs> sense that hopefully she's starting to gain more and more of Nikki's trust? To me, that's a hard person to keep off the floor, as good as she is. The thing about Yaya Felder is she is just she's instant energy coming off the the bench. Uh, And right now she's having fun. Uh, She's having fun Mm -hmm. winning. Uh, You know, she can, she can score. She was a high volume scorer at Ohio, but now she's on a team um, that is successful. And I think she really enjoys being a part of that, you know, that she's had to lift her game in a lot of different ways, enjoying playing with equally talented, uh, talented teammates. But you're right about the way that she can, not only score, but but how she can pass the ball and uh, uh, have such a high motor. She's a really exciting uh, player to watch. Same with uh, Asia Blackwell. I mean, Asia played well, and Coach Nikki talked about uh, her contributions uh, against Texas, uh, against uh, Kansas. Uh, really came off a, a great game against Houston, but really played well against Kansas. Uh, we just expect Asia to continue to to do that as well. Uh, a real uh, contributor, again, energy off the bench, swagger, toughness, uh, and the ability to to score, to pass. She's probably the best interior passer uh, on the team. And uh, to be able to rebound the basketball, that's uh, that's one of the most important things for this team right now, really crashing the boards. All right, what are you – how are you enjoying the pavilion uh, now that you've actually gotten to – call a game in there i don't think we've gotten to talk since you did that and i was broadcasting over there from the plaza on that Mm -hmm. day uh our shows were and we were pretty uh it was very exciting but to to get in there 
and to watch a game, and of course it was nice to get that win. Um, is it everything you thought it would be? Like what what stands out? Now, I mean, you've been part of tours, and you knew, and your role in communications, boy, you had to. You've talked about it for a long time, but now that it's here, and you've actually gotten to call a game from in there, like what's the what does it feel like to a broadcaster? Does it like I know y'all don't hear everything because you kind of need to hear each other during the broadcast, but like, does it feel louder? And and what what has really stood out to you the most? Well, I'm glad I got to experience it first, or Foster Pavilion first, by going to the men's basketball game just as a fan, and uh, so you you felt the building, <laughs> you know, there it felt like there. I'm sitting in basically where my men's basketball seats are, basically the same place where I was in Farrell. But I felt the sight lines were just unbelievable. Uh, it was loud. I felt the bass. I loved the video boards. Uh, and that the experience as a fan was, I thought, fantastic. Uh, now, from a broadcast standpoint, really all you do is focus on what's between the lines. I mean, you just I, – I may look up every once in a while and be conscious of fans – um, I usually just watch the bench. You know, I want to see what their reactions are like. Um, and probably for me, the, the the thing I have to get used to the most is to find the scoreboard. What scoreboard will I, you know, will be my default for my own eyeballs. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, because I always looked at those old scoreboards in the corners there at the Farrell Center, okay. um, the one, the original ones. And, and, uh, uh, so I can't look up in the corner. I can, but my eyes aren't quite used to seeing the score there. But but uh, if that's all I have to say, that uh, that's what I have to get used to. I, I thought it was it was a joy to be in there, a real first class facility that both uh, both of our Bears teams uh, deserve, and uh, and our fans can make such an impact, and I'm really excited about that. Can't wait to get back until uh, actually, um, I've had enough of snow for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk to some people about getting some scoreboards up for you in the corner. I do not want <laughs> you. I want you to feel completely comfortable in there. So I'll be uh, I'll be visiting with you. Now you're right; those sight lines are nice. Uh, Although I did not go on one of those tours, and so I, I think some of my buddies in the media claimed a couple of seats down to the left. So I am behind the goal, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I can kind of tell back there what's going on, and, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. And those scoreboards are kind of neat. I, I was watching Bill Gates at that Cornell game, and he, he was mesmerized. I mean, Bill Gates was just like monitoring the score, the video board the whole time because I, I was like, what's he looking at up here? And then it dawned on me that right up above my head was those video boards. So mm-hmm. I think I think even Bill Gates was kind of I mean, he was, you know, he was very, very impressed. All right. What about this Iowa State? What's going on with them? Um, that's a tough place to play. Great supporters yes. of women's basketball. I was kind of getting on the Kansas fans because I here they have a great performance. I didn't think they really. And again, I could only see the lower part. I may have been missing something, but they don't have the fans that Iowa State. Like Iowa State shows up, they love their their women's athletics. 
and women's basketball in particular. But it is a place that the Bears have played well in, and and they've had some big wins there. What do you what do you know about this team? That has to be interesting, by the way, for Danae uh, going back. Yeah, uh, well, let me go back to Kansas real quickly. Uh, we did not have good weather in Lawrence either. Okay. And uh, lots of snow and ice. And, and so I think that impacted the crowd. But the, that's the same thing with Allen Fieldhouses and Foster. You may have only a 1,000 fans or like gallagher Iba Arena in, at Oklahoma State. Uh, you have a 1,000 fans in there. They're sitting on you, and it sounds loud. Um, and uh, so they they really got into the game. And, and uh, once they went on that roll, I think it was really the crowd that got them going. Now, Fast forward to to Iowa State, uh, the the Cyclones are hot right now. Although it is 15 degrees and uh, with blizzard conditions here right now, they they are. Um, I forgot how many games they they have won in a row, but I will tell you they're four and zero in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were down to West Virginia on Wednesday night by 19 midway wow. through the third quarter. And I saw that score and went, oh, West Virginia is going to take this one. And then I saw the final score where Iowa State won by 10. And uh, all it takes is Iowa State with their fans that Philip Hilton, uh, you know, this weather won't bother them. They'll be there. No. When, no. The, uh, when they hit a three-pointer, uh, the, the announcer just, uh, the PA announcer, it, it, it explodes. And then the crowd gets going, and and the Cyclones can get hot really quick. Now, Baylor's played very well here lately uh, at, at Iowa State, and especially under uh, Coach Nicky. Um, it, it um, you know, they've, they've just got to be locked in and, and ready for some re- redemption. It's not going to be easy tomorrow, uh, but, but uh, I, I have a feeling that – uh, I'm going to use the term locked in again. Uh, I know yeah. Sophia Young likes to use that um, and, and really ready to get back on the court and play the, the kind of basketball that we saw through the first 14 games. Yep. Yep. And you know what? I can't, we can't totally blame it on turnovers. I was looking back as we were talking, it was 14. Dre had too many of them. I think she had five of them, but they've got a, you know, that one of those games, they had like 22 turnovers. I don't know if it's TCU or what. And I thought, golly, that's way too much. And I think TCU had a bunch of them. I may be thinking about the wrong game. But one of those games I remember thinking, okay, they're turning the ball over too much. 14 is not great, but it's doable. But, boy, you can, you're right, though. You can't get hit with those waves by Iowa State. you got to kind of keep a – I remember that game in the tournament last year against Iowa State. I mean, Baylor was in it. Man, that was a great mm-hmm. game, the back-and-forth nature of that. But you can't – if you don't watch it, they'll hit you with one of those waves where you could be down 10 to 15 uh, in a hurry. But um, anyway, Lori, this is uh, this is fun. I appreciate it. By the way, did you what about the fact that you've been holed up there, and I know you haven't you, – you know, you're preparing a lot. You also probably have work stuff you've had to do as well. But mm-hmm. what about Nick Saban – and Belichick just in the past like 48 hours the two best coaches in NFL and college history by pretty much any measure isn't that wild I mean it just I I, I feel like it's just a seismic change in both the NFL and, and college football I'm I'm having trouble adjusting to this <laughs> well those are two titans that uh, decided mm-hmm. to to 
you know, step away, and I applaud them for that. Uh, I hope they have a chance to just uh, enjoy themselves. That'll be the most important thing. How how quickly can you step away, and uh, you know, can you really kind of divorce yourself from the day to day football operations, or will we see them come back? Who knows? But uh, you know, my my focus right now is on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and uh, I'm going to keep my eyeballs on them. And, that's really all I pay attention to right now. <laughs> I want you them feel, to do well. You feel okay about Mason Rudolph in this in this type of uh, environment? I mean, I'm trying to think. Across the NFL, there's some really some tough matchups, like weather-wise. But Rudolph, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Steelers fans seem to be feeling okay about him. Yeah, he stayed uh, just very consistent. They didn't try to have him do too much. And that's great. I mean, you know, all you got to do is win by one point, right, Matt? And and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really care what the score was. Uh, I was just really glad to see them pull it out and uh, have some great contributions from some toughest nails running backs and some uh, really timely receptions by a really talented uh, receiver core. But I think they lost yeah. J.J. Watt, or excuse me, is that right? I'm sorry, I'm just losing my uh, – T.J. Watt, excuse me. T.J., yeah. Um, a little brother and uh, I think he's out for this game um, and that's a big loss yeah. uh, but but there's still some talent on the defensive side of the ball and and I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be twirling my uh, my uh, terrible towel on on um, on Sunday all right I, I'm just looking at some of these weather things the Chiefs Dolphins they, they put out a National Weather Service put out a thing that says cover all extremities including your head and face, it will be extremely dangerous. Wind chills of negative 30 degrees. There you go. There you go. I mean, that is that is what we're talking about at some of these NFL games. Uh, and even that Bills game, you know, they had thought there were some people that there was one report that they might even try to move that game. Can you imagine mm. if they did that to Buffalo? Can you imagine those fans that the NFL quickly <laughs> shot that down? But, uh, well, listen, stay warm, stay inside, uh, and then noon, you know, that's going to be an early one. It's going to hit, and uh, but that'd be yeah. a great victory. That'd be a great way to, to jump back in there. And if you win, then, we, you know, the Bears don't have to fall down too many spots, right? Maybe they go from right. number four in the country to six in the country. Okay, we could accept that. Yeah. You just don't want that Maddie, two game. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. all about on to the next. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, if you keep yeah. looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to smash right into what's in front of you. So uh, I yeah. think that's what they're 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 not looking back. They're just looking forward and getting ready for Iowa State. So we'll be we'll be ready come noon tomorrow. You sound like Belichick. We're on to yeah. whatever he used to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to I forget which one it was famous, but that's that's what he would always uh, say. Lori, I, I appreciate it. Great to have you. And uh, you'll have a fun one. You and Derek have a great call. We'll be listening right here back at ESPN Central Texas. All right. Thanks so much. You bet. There she goes. Lori Fogelman.